with both of us, when we separated from our husbands, we like to call them husbands because we find ex-husband is a little non-honoring of the time you spent together. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We always strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy and positive approach to non-monogamy. However, everyone approaches this a little different, and at its core, our show is about hearing and learning from the different experiences and approaches people have. With that in mind, it's important to remember that the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect those of our own. It's also important to remember that we aren't doctors or therapists and that we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on this show. One final thing that we need to let you know about is that this podcast will hopefully include some explicit language. So, if that kind of thing offends you, we suggest you just keep listening until it no longer does. However, if you're under the age of 18, you should probably stop listening or gather up your parents and listen as a family. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 49. We're Finn and Emma. That's one less than 50. I know, we're almost at the big five zero. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, today we got the Torrid Souls, a new-ish podcast. Yeah, Tori uh, and Soul. Tori and Soul. So, you know, one of the things that we, we love about having this platform is being able to promote other podcasters, other content creators, and give, you know, uh, them as a resource to people. So, we have an awesome chat with Tori and Soul today. We we talk about Ellen and Oprah. I know they get some advice from them, which is weird. <laughs> we also talk about Christmas. We mention or they mention some Christmas presents. And so we just wanted to mention that this was actually recorded before Christmas and we wanted to thank them for their patience on the release of this. So Partly because of our travel schedule, we had to delay it a little bit. So yeah. thank you to them for their patience. Also, stick around right to the very end because we learn a major life lesson, and it happens, like, right at the end. So yeah. you don't want to miss that. Right. On the topic of providing uh, plugs for other content creators, one, actually there's two that we wanted to mention. Uh, one of them is Swinger Diaries. They are a very popular podcast. Most of you probably know who they are, but some of you may not. And they, we've talked to them about coming on the show, and they're very private about their private lives. That's why they're called their private lives. <laughs> and so they basically said, you know, we'd love to support you, but we don't really want to come on the show. And that's our primary way of plugging other shows. So we just wanted to throw them some love and say... Go check th- out their podcast. Yeah, and thank you for sending some traffic our way. We know you've read some of our questions on your show and you've mentioned us, so... Thank you. Thank you for that. The and- other one is... Couple next door. Yeah, they mention us on all, a lot of their episodes, <laughs> and we are having them on our show. It will probably publish in May sometime. Again, thank you to them. It's it's been a little bit of their timing and our timing. We can't seem to line them up, mm-hmm. but we're going to interview them soon, and they'll be out in May. So again, thank you to them. We're excited to plug them and get their wisdom out there. So yes, definitely. We are ready to jump over to the interview and. In 
T-minus one minute. We have a couple quick resources to mention. The first is we are doing a contest with uh, STD Check. So please go on to our website at normalizing non-monogamy slash context contest. Well, it's dot com slash contest. Yes. Okay. That's how websites work. <laughs> <laughs> I figured people knew the dot com part. Anyway, uh, you can win a $50 gift card. Or you can just write on the homepage, there's a big button that says win a $50 gift card. So go check that out. The other one is a, a super free, absolutely free, no gimmicks uh, resource that we use all the time. It's called Personal Capital. We use it for basically for money management, budgeting, keeping track of where all our stuff is while we travel around and while we figure out where we can spend yeah. money to go do fun swinger and poly things in our lives so it's a resource where you can see all of your accounts in one place which is really convenient so definitely check it out check it out again it is free but actually using the links on the site does help the show so if you want to support us but also pay zero dollars go give it a try use it i promise you will love it we love it and we use it every day yes so let's go talk to tori and soul yes let's go Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oopsie daisies. We forgot one other thing. (laughs) Uh, We've updated the website and we mentioned that a while back, but one of the other updates that we've done to the website is we've added photos of most of the guests. So the ones, the ones who wanted a photo of themselves, they sent us over photos and we've got some super sexy ones, some super fun ones. And just, it's awesome to see a face or a body with the interview. So go check those out. And while you're there, contact us. Please reach out. We love hearing from listeners, whether you want to come on the show or not. We still love hearing from all of you. So please reach out. You can write us an email on the webpage, or you can also send us a voice message. So again, our email, our, our website is normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go now for real. <laughs> Yeah, so welcome, Torrid Souls podcasters, Tori and Soul, to (laughs) Normalizing Non-Monogamy. Hey. Hi. You are... Who are you? Oh, I'm Tori. (laughs) (laughs) You know who you are? I do today. Okay. You be... I'm Tori. And I'll be Soul. (laughs) Just for today, though. Just for today. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, real quick before we get too deep, you recently launched a podcast and how is it going? Yeah, it's going great. It's, we have probably more material than our time to edit can keep up with. So we're enjoying the process, really liking the community, especially the community on Twitter. It's, I, we never knew sexy Twitter existed until we started listening to the lifestyle podcast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. And maybe a quick rundown of well, you know what? Let's not do that. Let's tell your story, and then people can figure out what your podcast is about. And if they can't, then... Yeah, yeah, let's, let's jump into that. Because <laughs> that kind of is the podcast, so it works. Yeah. So, Can you give the listeners a little bit of an idea of who both of you are? Sure, yeah. So we are a same-sex female couple. Uh, we got married in May of 2018, and we've been together. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, we've been together a long time, though. We've been together over a decade, and we, for some reason, decided. I guess it's working out well, so we'll get married. Test um, drive is over, and <laughs> it all works out after ten yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so we 
what else can we say about us? We uh, decided to start the podcast kind of after doing a lot of lifestyle vacations and learning that people were actually kind of interested in what we had to say. Mm-hmm. Um, we started in the lifestyle probably about almost three years ago now. Probably around yeah, about that. Okay. I'll agree with that. Right. Anything you want to add? Um, I think, as you said, it was... Uh, uh, an idea that somebody said to us, you know, you guys should do a podcast. And we're like, really? And you have listened to podcasts for quite some time. I don't listen as much as you do, but, um, no, how that goes is I listen to the podcast saying, okay, <laughs> this one you got to listen to because I know what she likes. Right. Um, and yeah. then, or all this clip you got to listen to. And so I listen to everything and then she listens to the ones I tell her to. <laughs> yeah, and, and based on our names, somebody gifted us the name toward souls with Tori and soul. And, uh, we kind of ran with that and, and, um, realized that we needed to, um, help others in the sense of just relating to relationships because we've had people come to us and how do you guys do that? And why do you guys have such a great relationships? And you guys look like you're having so much fun all the time. And, you know, as uh, Tori said, we had a wedding recently and, and everybody at the wedding was just like, oh my gosh, it's just so much love. And so with, uh, you know, the mindset that we have, we on vacation just talk to people about, you know, what's working and what's not and, and how to tweak things and how we talk to each other and how we're open and honest and, and Tori's a very um, relaxed person when it comes to relationships. Uh, you can talk more about that. I won't put words in your mouth, but you've been pretty open most of your life about. Are you talking about our lifestyle journey? Yeah, just who you are in a relationship. And you mm-hmm. were quite relaxed about uh, just being okay with Mm-hmm. previous relationships. Kind yeah. Of I've always been for us. I've always seen relationship in a very specific way. The relationships that I've had, I, I really value. And, and I always say it, sometimes it's taken wrong, but I say it in the way that I, I put relationships sort of on a pedestal. I see them as kind of a separate entity to the two people or more, if it's more people, the people in the relationship is that to me, speaking of us specifically, um, soul has her own relationship with herself. I have my own relationship with myself. Those are both important. We need to be whole complete individuals on our own. And then we see the relationship as a separate entity that we both contribute to. So by doing that, it makes it so that the relationship has to feed the individuals, but it also has to be seen as something really special to be cherished that you would put up on a pedestal. So it's just a different way. It's a visual that helps that I've always seen as helping to keep my sort of goals and ways of being in alignment. And I kind of taught that to her. (laughs) Yeah. And, and you, you know, you've taught me to realize that, uh, you know, being together makes us better. Mm-hmm. And that's relationships kind are of, supposed to make that's people how you better. Kind of judge the, yeah. the the quality of the relationship. Um, it's not about being easy, and it's about um, if the other person is challenging you, but it's challenging you to be a better person mm-hmm. versus just annoying the hell out of you. Then uh, <laughs> it's uh, something to consider, um, and that's how we we approach each other, and that's how we you know, talk with our kids about that. Yeah, and it sounds like it's possible, but had either of you been in an open style relationship of any type prior to this? Yes, not, yes, the either, one of us, not the other. So uh, from Seoul, do you want to tell about your relationship background first? 
the non-open one. <laughs> the, yes, that one. The one. <laughs> the one. The one that person that I met when I was just barely a teenager and mm-hmm. married to for. Uh, yeah, we were both married to men years, before, so and uh, quite traditional. And uh, I would say that as a person, I I didn't necessarily believe in monogamy, and but I didn't really know what else there was. I just knew it was a very friendly, flirty kind of person. And um, I didn't have anything to. Um, yeah, you of, used to react to the word when someone would say you were flirty. You're like, no, I'm just friendly. Yeah, like, yeah I've, I've, I've come to terms. <laughs> <laughs> I've embraced flirty, you know, past flirty, we're into slutty now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that was never a, an, an option that was uh, presented in any part of my life coming from the West Indies that is not this is a very well, Christian background. that's not true. It's Christian background. It's plenty of non-monogamy, just oh, not consensual. Yes. Because the men... That's the, the, the men are everywhere and have children everywhere, and it was just uh, something that was... Don't talk about. You don't talk about, and you understood, you you know, they have their wives at home, and they have their women all over the place. But it wasn't seen as anything that was to aspire to, and um, it kind of you know, angered me because it was non-consensual. Mm-hmm. So that's all I knew. So you, I got married uh, in my early twenties and uh, stayed married until I wasn't anymore. And that <laughs> was you met it. Me. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. So, yeah. And so for me, um, Tori speaking for me, it was more from the perspective of, I don't think I got the idea or knew anything about non-monogamy. It just was what was natural for me. So I've been known, I guess probably what turned me that direction is one of my very early relationships. I was probably 17. One of my early serious relationships, he was an extremely jealous and possessive and emotionally abusive person. And when I ended up eventually leaving that circumstance, we were together for about a year, I realized that there was no way I was ever going anywhere near anything like that again, because it was so not me. It was just not the way that I was. Sounded suffocating. It was, it was absolutely like so much so that like he drove a pickup truck and, um, I'm from a fairly small community. So he drove a pickup truck and I would be, um, told that I had to sit in the center next to him and I was not allowed to look out the front windows because if I looked at anybody, it would be, oh, you like that? You want to get with that, don't you? And it's like it was not a thought in my head at all. But wow. it was so pushed into me and crushed into me that I can't look at anyone. And, and this is it just, where, well, you were a teenager, right? Yeah, yeah. I was 17 when I met wow. him. Yeah. And we ended up living together. And, and, and when I ended up leaving, I actually had to get a bus and go to another city where my mom lived so that I could get away from him. It was a pretty messy situation. So, but that being said, beyond that, I wouldn't say I kind of went polar opposite. I just went into what was naturally me. So I, I had other relationships and I just was, I remember one relationship that I was with for probably about two or three years And I guess in essence, we had sort of a threesome, I guess, but I didn't really get that that's what it was. It was just my girlfriend was sleeping over and then we ended up fooling around in bed and that's kind of what we did. So it was just, it just seemed natural and it was totally fine. And then 
bring it to the marriage. I did marry one man and we were married for about five years. And even in that he was into sports and there was, when he played sports before he met me, there'd be times that after they would go play hockey, then they would all go out to what they called the rub and tuck, um, which would be like the massage parlor. Uh And when he met me, he now didn't think that this was okay. So he would tell me that this is what the guys do. And I said, well, I'm okay with that. Just check with me first. And he's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And it was, it was, it was like, check in with me. If I feel that we're connected and we're in a good place, I am totally fine with it. I'll say, yeah, go ahead, have fun. So he would do that. And there's times that he would check in with me and I would say, no, you know what? I'd really like you to come home tonight. And he would come home. And then there's other times, which was more often than not, where he'd say, is it okay? And I'd say, yeah, 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 have fun. We'll see you later. (laughs) So, but I never knew this was called consensual non-monogamy. This was just who I was. I think we kind of figured that out almost today. Yeah, actually, we were talking about it, talking talking about meeting with you guys. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I don't think I ever clued in that that's actually what it was. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. And it was just naturally present in you like you didn't even think about it as too big of a deal no exactly because for me going back to my analogy with relationships I always saw that the relationship because I see it as an emotional I guess emotional monogamy I suppose we haven't um, explored anything poly nor is that of an interest to us no judgment against people who it is it's just not the part for me, but for me, that emotional monogamy or the emotional part where that's the relationship on the pedestal, I don't have any problems with that because if there was ever anything that was possibly going to change about that, there would be communication there. It's an understanding. We would be talking about stuff that is possibly going to split us apart or possibly causing problems or strife. Right. Or just anything that has changed based on what you knew or for or growing or changing or whatever. With both of us, when we separated from our husbands, we like to call them husbands because we find ex-husband is a little non-honoring of the time you spent together. Um, <laughs> like so that. we call them <laughs> we call them husbands. Um, when we ended up deciding that okay, we were going to probably have to explore this because her soul and I fell for each other. We didn't expect that at all. It was a lot of discussion with them and honoring and sitting on couches and crying and discussing and figuring out what the heck does this mean and where are we going to go with this? So you two were still married to your husbands at the time when you met? Yes. Yes. Yeah. We met through basically an online back in the days of the forums, um, an online forum for bisexual women. So, and so were you, either of you, I mean, exploring non-monogamy more um more fortified in in the sense that it wasn't just him going out for a rub and tug or something like that but you had actually morphed that into something more concrete at that point i think for for myself it was more of exploration of, yes, there is an attraction to women. What would that be about more from the, because I was open-minded from the sexual and and was it with the understanding that probably it would be a threesome with my husband, I think was the way we were seeking for it. I think yours might've been a little different. So yeah, mine was more of a realization over many years that there is an attraction to women and what are you going to do about it? What yeah. am I going to do? I think I, I discovered the attraction with one person in particular. And I was like, what is this about? What are these feelings about? 
And what I did with that was nothing. I kept it to myself for about two years. And it freaked me out because at the time married with children, I'm like, what am I going to do with this? But in, in letting myself be okay with that, I could kind of regress back to being a child and realizing that, you know, it was probably back then too, that I would, you know, see teachers or female friends. And what I thought was intimidation was actually an attraction. So at this point, um, I think I had a dream <laughs> you had about, a dream about Shania Twain. Shania Twain. <laughs> And uh, I remember seeing an Ellen um, episode back when she had her comedy show and uh, Oprah was the psychologist that she um, ended up speaking to and saying that, that it's not what you dream about that matters. It's how you feel when you wake up in the morning. <laughs> and I remember that so distinctly. So I had this dream of Shania Twain and I woke up and I'm like, wow, that was Awesome. <laughs> Holy crap. So then I got really worried because I'm like, okay, it's what you feel like when you wake up. Okay. So this must be serious. And uh, now I got to figure something out here. What am I, what am I going to do with this? As I said, I kept it to myself for two years and I kind of just looked at people and kind of figured out, you know, whether I was attracted to them or not all quietly by myself and then it, it just kept building and I couldn't keep it anymore. What was happening was I was starting to to shut down and, and kind of close off from my husband. And uh, he noticed that was that something had changed. So we talked about it and we had some advice from a professional that said, you know, like go down to Pride and see what that's about and just start to discover things. And we um, we did that together and we ended up coming across this um community of bisexual women. Yeah. And it, a lot of them were very similar stories to ours that they were just not sure what to do with it. Um, it was, we would do things like it would be at, at a coffee house one week and then the next month it would be a at potluck. a potluck at somebody's house. And then some of the racier ones were hot tub parties and then, or at a strip club or there was just fun events. And then there were also some more get to know you intellectual social events, but it was, it was a really good club. I'm really yeah, happy. From my perspective, I thought it was a good way to be able to be, because I'm not a, a, a deceptive person. I lie and, and cheat and steal. Like, as I said, we, I did this with my husband and then I, I went and joined this community, which he knew about. Mm -hmm. Things were helpful for me because I knew that everybody else there was married to a, a guy, but was interested in women so I could be totally open mm -hmm. and totally might see where this all went and long story short ended up meeting Tori and in that moment I was like holy crap <laughs> <laughs> wow and we didn't it was so fast that we didn't know what to yeah, kind of blindsided so that's everybody why we ended up sitting on couches with our husbands going what the hell are, what, is, what is gonna happen here and um you know, I'm not surprised now because, you know, we've been together for many, many years now. And, and it's like, I still see her and it's like, wow, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> so it worked out well. No, that's, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, so at this point, you were basically open with your husbands that, or your husbands, sorry. That, <laughs> no, husbands okay too, because they were husbands at that point. Yeah, it's yeah. not exes. <laughs> <laughs> that that something else was brewing was there discussion were there discussions about 
do we introduce this as a like a poly type relationship or was it just right out of the gate like okay i guess we have to end what we have so we can start something new that's interesting that you say that because i again we did not know the term poly back then i had no clue that that even existed. However, if you remember, mm-hmm. Soul, your husband actually suggested, why don't we, just we all, because he started dating a, another girl, and why don't we just all live in one big house? Uh-huh. And we thought he was crazy. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we were like, I don't think so. That's not yeah, but I think part of that was just four adults living in a house just seemed a bit much. And then there um, was the the um, suggestion of ha- having houses side by side. Again, having kids, it was... It was of... mostly because the kids, I think, though. So I don't know that it was truly poly as much as it was for sake of raising the kids. I think there was a part of it I would I would like to guess that having two women yeah yeah exactly and Mm -hmm. just the fact that he obviously was not necessarily interested in breaking from you yeah so that was was part of it so yeah to answer yeah there was discussion but very brief because we were not really open to that so so on your side yeah i was gonna say so on your side it was mostly we want to end our current marriages so we can explore what we have together yeah, and I think the easiest way to describe that is that we don't see this so much as, because sometimes people, even my family at times, when we got together, my family would say things like, oh, yeah, well, she discovered she was lesbian, so now that makes sense. That's why she's with a woman. Well, first of all, we don't identify as lesbian. We identify as bisexual, but explaining that to family doesn't make a lot of sense because then you're basically explaining you're non-monogamous, which opens up a whole nother world of things. Because why would it matter to explain you're bisexual if you're in a primary relationship with a female it doesn't matter anyway so that's a whole nother discussion (laughs) um but the where was i going with that i was saying that the idea of us where was i going with that um (laughs) well maybe maybe while you're thinking about it i guess i would i would i don't want to argue with you but i would question That, Sir, uh, so go right ahead. Let's let's do this. Thing. No, that a good old debate. That that there is some merit to identifying out with your family as bisexual because I think there's a lot of people who don't want to acknowledge that that's a, a thing, right? That you're either mm-hmm. you either like men or you like women. You can't like both. And well, yeah. we we actually didn't know. Yeah, see, that's a really good point. So currently, I would agree with you. And I just finished coming from spending a month in in where my family lives. And the conversation didn't come up specifically related to me, but it did start to talk about bisexual and poly. And we spoke about um, people in relationships. And more or less, I guess I alluded to the fact that I was bisexual and they just accepted it because they're in a different place. But like a decade ago, this was a different story. Sure. So I think we're talking more then. It didn't make sense to explain much. Plus, as Sol was about to say, I don't think we actually really knew at the time. We We just knew we had this attraction towards women. Yeah. Yeah. For me, you know, uh, it was having these thoughts while I was with my husband. Where are the breasts, man? Where are the boobs? <laughs> <laughs> the boobs are missing. <laughs> so I kind of went in search of boobs. And when I found them, they were awesome. 
And I thought, okay, this is it. I just happened to, you know, go from being a child to being in a relationship. And the next thing you're supposed to do is get married. So I did. So maybe I just didn't know. Now I know. So I'm with this person and and it feels great. So I must be a lesbian. Yeah. And that's what I went with. And I think that's that's what we both thought. That's what you went with. We just didn't have an idea of, you said you were attracted to men with long hair. So maybe you just didn't know (laughs) that you were attracted to women. But see, we didn't know, like, we didn't know anybody that even identified even as a lesbian, never mind bisexual. So this was not anything we had a a sounding board to be able to play off of. Yeah. And I think over the years of discovering and and us just having lots of discussions with each other and then discovering, no, wait a minute, we do still find men attractive. Yeah. (laughs) And I think it was from more my perspective, um, I've always been attracted to um, people in general. And we had lots of discussion about that. And and you often said, um, not so much, you thought you were definitely interested in women only. But over first, the years, yeah. you know, I'd say, well, what about him or what about this or what about that? And you'd be like, oh, OK. And then then that led into the discussion of wouldn't that be interesting to see you with your husband? I didn't get to see that. And I was like, what <laughs> are you talking about? That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> and she said, yeah, that would be so cool if I had you know, gotten to see you with him, that, that, that'd be so hot. I'm thinking this woman's crazy, but she's hot. So I'm just going to go with the hot, crazy matrix. (laughs) The hotter you are, the crazier you are. I'm just going to go with that. (laughs) And she kept saying that over years. Oh, that would be so hot to see you with you. The guy and he, well, it wasn't know. a daily thing, but yes, it was mentioned. It was mentioned on and off. And, (laughs) and, and I realized, um, that she was serious. And I realized that She's not a jealous person. I had never met somebody who was not jealous. And that was weird. Like she would just say that would be so good, you know, and interesting. And and I said, you'd be interested in seeing that? And she's like, yeah. And then she'd tell me stories about how her her husband would, you know, do the rub and tug thing. Or she would hire somebody when you went to Vegas and... Mm-hmm. say, okay, go off and have some fun and come back and tell me about it. And and I'd be like, really? So this was totally different for me. And for after a while believing that she's absolutely not jealous and she would absolutely want to see this. I was like, okay, well, I could do that for you. I can. Uh, yeah. I can. <laughs> and I actually remember the point that I was going to get at before the, the point that I was going to make before where I was saying it didn't make sense at the time to speak about being bisexuals. First of all, we didn't know that we were. Um, but second of all, it wasn't that it wasn't that our relationships with our respective husbands were horrible, but there were certain things that would be what I would call lacking. So it wasn't meeting all of the needs that we had as a relationship. It had nothing to do with the gender we realize now. Except for the boobs. Well, yes, that had something to do with the attraction to each other. <laughs> um, but we were, we are on our second marriage as many people are. Yes. Um, yeah. Because this, and this marriage of these two beings work really works really well together as a partnership and it works better than that previous partnership that we had with other beings worked yeah no honestly, matter what the sexuality was yeah yes and 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 it was honestly um falling in love with a person 
and the way they are and the way we interacted with, with each other. It had nothing to do with the gender. And we've said that to other people because they think, oh, as you know, Tori said, you know, you were married to a man, you didn't know you were a lesbian, now you're married to a woman. It was just a person. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, on a separate subject, I've found that there's people that close themselves off to relationships because they get along really well with somebody, but they're like, oh, but it's the same sex as I am. Ah, I couldn't do that. And it's like, okay. So for us, it was just never an issue. It was like, oh, this person is of interest to each other. And then we went from there. So, so oftentimes we don't even think about the fact that we're both female. So, you know, we don't look at ourselves in the mirror, walking into a room and seeing two women holding hands and unless my boobs are out, (laughs) 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 I get distracted and I can't make sentences, (laughs) but it's often a situation where we don't, it may sound strange, but we don't remember that we're two women together and how we show up to people. Yeah. Well, honestly, I, I, I think that's actually, the story is kind of beautiful because when you said you just made the relation of like falling in love with that person, you know, and sure it may have been a little messy at the time, but in the end, we're all just people. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and you can love different people in different ways and in, and for different reasons, but we're all just people and, and sex, you know, you're, um, gender and sexuality is part of who you are, but it's not always, uh, it's not always as important as, as just the fact that you're human. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. And when it comes to being in the lifestyle, it's about discovering yourself and your comfort level, your confidence and your, what interests you sexually. And that in itself has nothing to do with gender. It's just pleasure. And I know sometimes people are a little um, cautious, you know, maybe sometimes guys are not as comfortable with other guys touching them. And, and I always, you know, play devil's advocate. And I said, no, it's so, called shit disturber. Is what it's I'm called. a shit disturber. <laughs> <laughs> and I say to them, if I blindfolded you and it felt good, would it matter? And that's where my conversation goes. It has nothing to do with gender. It's skin and it's feeling. And does something feel good or not? And I guess that's just how we approach um, our lives. Mm -hmm. It's what feels good. And then, of course, what are we attracted to? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not advocating people do things that they're not interested in. but, But to be shut off from things that just because of what the outside looks like. Yeah. And that's my... Yeah. And I think... So it took roughly seven years of being together that for you to move from a a monogamous sort of confine to the non-monogamy or the lifestyle and it, you talked a little bit about how you got there but how did that what, what kind of pushed you over the edge finally <laughs> <laughs> who pushed you over the edge yeah. who pulled well, you know the whole- Lots of people talk about you always move at the rate rate of the slowest person. As fast as the slowest person. Yes. Yeah. And so same thing, exact same thing here. And so for me is mentioning the things that I found interesting, mentioning that, hey, wow, yeah, I'd really would have liked to see that. Um, the simple fact is that that sex worked well with her and her ex, her and her husband. So that was, hey, well, yeah, I would have liked to see that. I would have liked to see how that worked so yeah, well. Yeah, we did have conversations about how yeah. that works and it does work. And the fact that I'm, 
you know, with a, a female person now in certain parts. So then for difference. me, it's like this part is lacking now. So gee, that would be really cool. And then I think we went to one of those sex shows and there was a booth for, because again, we're in Toronto. So there are sex clubs or uh, swinger clubs. There's five of them in the area. And there was one of them there uh, called Oasis and it, they had a, uh, display and some women to talk to everybody about what it was all about. And we were really drawn to the place from a freedom. Like it's, it's just an amazing place that has. It's very open to having anyone of any gender, any orientation, any orientation um, and everyone. And it's very respectful of people's Mm -hmm. boundaries. So nothing happens unless it's consent and you can come in and just, there's lots of nudists that go there too. So it's just a really great place. There's hot tub. So we took their free pass from them at the thing and we decided to go and check them out one time and newbie night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was newbie night. So we're going to give us a tour and just let us know what it's all about. So we, so we did that. And then we we went back another time and another time and then, (laughs) Yeah, we were scared. (laughs) We're like, oh my God, what is this going to be all about? What are you you getting yourself into? Exactly. But the fact that there was somebody that was going to give us a tour and talk to us about how it all works, we were like, okay, at least everybody else there on the tour is going to be as nervous as we are. So we did that. And then when the tour ended, we were like, okay, what do we do now? Yeah. And I think when we went back that night, we stuck around for a while. And then I think we went back another time, but just seeing what happened and just being around people and seeing the conversations or listening to the conversations or having conversations with people and realizing it's not such, such a scary place full of crazy people. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we had a, that night we had a couple come up to us and say, you know, so what are you guys into? And we're like, we have no idea. We're so <laughs> new. We don't know. And they were really interested and, and, you know, in hindsight, we can say that they probably had way more experience. So they were just asking questions, but we were like, wow, totally intimidated. We were yeah. going to have to have answers to questions people are going to ask us. So we just kind of stuck with ourselves. And well, then, then we went home and we had conversations about yeah. what is it that we're into? What would we, we be open to? What yes. would we be interested in? Yes. And so that's sort of the start of it. And, and we just had it as a place that we could be sexy together without feeling uncomfortable. And uh, so we tried that for quite a while few just mm-hmm. go, going yeah. there and being in the environment being in the yeah. environment and then they have sort of playrooms that are a bit that are kind of open to other areas and certain nights of the week are different rules about who's allowed whether the single men are allowed on the playroom floor because it's an old mansion so it's several floors yeah. um and then the and There's so, then, also so a, we would just go and just find a spot and just play the two of us. And we did that several times. And, and there's a, an outdoor swimming pool that is heated like a hot tub. So a lot of people just come and hang out and chat. So there's a, it's a very social place. So we became more and more comfortable and people would talk about their well, lives. Plus people start to recognize you once you go a few times. So that yeah. was part of it too. And so we were there one afternoon because we tend to add it on to appointments or whatever. And, we um, were at the bar, and honestly, it was probably like three people in the place. Yeah, it was a quiet day. And we were having a drink at the bar, and there was a guy at the bar that uh, said, hi. And we were like, oh, God, we're going to have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he was he, actually really nice. Yes. And and he, he to make it a short story, he basically said that, you know, can I just watch you too? 
Because um, we told him that that's all we were really doing is we were just playing amongst ourselves. He says, well, would you mind if I came up with you guys and I, and just watch? And, um, and so we agreed to that. So that was sort of our first dive in. <laughs> yeah. That was our sort of first experience ish. Yeah. We call him Mr. Anonymous. Uh, we don't know who he is we actually never actually remembered his name so no we never got a name we never see him again i was gonna just uh take a quick plug for for oasis and you've talked a little bit about it yeah because we've been there too yeah we've been there oh good and i think it's uh, um if if anybody is within you know a couple hour drive or even if you're thinking about like oh we'd love to go away for a weekend and do something Toronto's really edgy. fun place. Yeah, for one, Toronto's a fun place, but two, like Oasis is a really cool blend of like it like you said, it's an old Victorian mansion. It's got different floors of different levels. The pool is like ninety five degrees or whatever. <laughs> even when it's snowing, it's right? amazing. In Celsius. Yeah. In Celsius it's what, thirty five degrees? <laughs> and but uh I mean it's a really cool place and and it's all levels of people and so if you want to be in the environment, but you don't want to feel pressure, like it's a, it's a really cool place to go. And yeah. So yeah, the, the theme nights are very helpful for people because, uh, yeah, to look have, at the website and see what theme night is. They what. have, um, Cubs and Cougar night. They have, um, sass after class. They have uh, tea girl night. They have, um, they have sword, sword play, sword play, sexual men. They have so, all different. <laughs> And it was not the greatest funny. name. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and, and uh, so we've tried the, all the different nights that were of interest to us, and and it is different um, for the different theme nights, uh, and some are more popular than others, but it, they were all good. Yeah. Well, we'll I want to talk offline about Cubs and Cougars night. <laughs> but, but we can, well we can we actually that's some of our recordings is coming up in future episodes too as we recorded a before scared to death after what all happened so yeah, yeah. that will be coming up <laughs> excellent wow so uh yeah so what i guess how did it transgress from there like what what yeah so you had this mr anonymous night and <laughs> and then uh yeah where did it lead well, I think it's just been, it's been a gradual progression. I think on that night, what the biggest discovery that we had was, because again, we didn't know what we were really interested or where boundaries were, or we had said that if we ever did play with anybody, we had the idea, okay, well, no kissing. That's which a lot of people start out with that rule and that one didn't last long, but and um, the, I think for a lot back. of people, it doesn't last long. <laughs> no. I, and you know, there's, there's the, the thought process behind it. You know, we discussed it and said, you know, that's something between the two of us and that's intimate. And then we realized that it, it takes not, away from the passion yes, and the fun. It's kind exactly. of for us. Anyway, it's, it's missing. Yeah. Um, but the background story with the two of us as well is that um, Tori has had <laughs> way more experience with different people in her life. And I basically got married really young and that was the one person. So I've caught up now. <laughs> 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 in the last few years, but again, going as uh, fast as the slowest person, I was totally freaked out about, you know, being with somebody else, having only been with the one person. And 
I'm like, what is this going to be like? So, okay, you lead and, and, you know, you do stuff with them and I'll just kind of watch maybe and we'll see. And then I realized I'm not so much of a watcher, I'm a doer. So that quickly changed into I'd rather be the one doing stuff and, and that way I don't have to like I make up stories in my head that, oh, this doesn't look right. Because, you know, you're a porn star in your head. But then when you see pictures, yeah. you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I don't want to watch because I'm going to make stuff up. <laughs> so I just rather be in there and it feels all lovely and awesome. And yeah, I'm a porn star. <laughs> so we decided that it's probably better if uh, we start with each other, getting all warmed yeah, up. Yeah, that's what we've progressed to. And yeah. then we've progressed into adding somebody when we decide to. And it, it's always adding them to enhance our time together. We're, we're not big on being separate. Yeah, the concept where they have, I know the uh, swinging world likes to use the terms uh, soft swap and full swap. And it's such it's an, such an archaic term because it doesn't quite fit what so many people do in the lifestyle. Right. Because the idea comes from, okay, you're going to swap, you're going to switch partners, but yet there's many, many people that don't play that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yet yeah. what it actually means, it's kind of like taking a word and giving it a whole new meaning because what it actually means is penetra- penetrative sex or not is basically... P-I-B. Yeah. Penis and vagina. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it's, that's basically what it means is that or not, because we don't swap per se. We don't switch to another partner we're always in together. together so but yet on a profile we have to put that it's full swap because we're trying to say yes penetrative sex is what we're looking for but yet it's we're not swapping so yeah anyway yeah. <laughs> but we progressed into understanding uh, that that is works best for us so we 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 always have conversations and it tends to be single guys that we play with primarily um, yeah and that the the situation is about enhancing our time together and they have to be okay with that. And, um, it mostly works well. (laughs) And in that progression, we've also discovered that there's, um, something that you like to see the hot wife ish type of thing. Yeah. I'm learning new terms because everybody likes to have labels for everything. So (laughs) 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 I was listening to, uh, there's a podcast called keys and anklets. Michael is the host of that one. Uh-huh. And he's big into the hot wife and then the cuckold for the people that are interested in that stuff. So not so much the cuckold, but the, the hot wife, when he describes it and he talks about how much pleasure the, in that case, husband feels when their partner is getting extreme pleasure from this third person they've added to their dynamic, um, this male that they've added to their diamond dynamic. I totally get it. I totally get it. So it's, I still, but I don't want to sit in a chair across the room. So that's not me. <laughs> I'm still there, right there and in, and somewhat involved, but I like her to be the focus of attention. She likes her to be the focus of attention. That's kind of what we've evolved into. Um, where yeah. she, at first she was so scared that she wanted me to lead everything where now it's, she's definitely the one leading. I may be the one talking and saying, yes, no, this is what she likes. This is what she doesn't like, but she's definitely the center of the tension <laughs> yeah. and it works well. Yeah, it it has evolved into something that we both end up having a really good time. Mm -hmm. And that's the purpose of it all is to have both people feel really good about their version of it. And as a couple come together and and have nothing to pull back from each other and 
it's a lot of fun pointing out different people or thinking of different situations and then deciding if we want to go try that or not. Yeah, and I, th- I, th- I think that's amazing, and it's it's awesome that you were able to try a lot of different things and then find the things that you kind of zeroed in on, the ones that work. Right, exactly. And, and it's it's also fun, too, that it wasn't what, what you've sort of zeroed in on, at least for now, is from the outside in, in, in balance, right? Like one person likes watching the other person. And I think a lot of people would look at that and say, oh, well, Tor, uh, Tori's not getting hers, but it sounds like <laughs> you definitely are. Yeah, it's funny because Soul has said that exact thing. She's like, are you sure? Like, you don't you want to be like doing this or doing that? I'm like, I'm doing and I'm fully involved in the way that She's I want helpful. to be involved. Oh, yes, I'm very <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes say kind of like a caddy. Yeah, I've She's got my hands in there. I'm like, I'm helpful. Ball washer. Everything's being worked <laughs> yeah, on. And... Ball washer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so yes. but yeah the part of the way that I describe this to soul is that I because as she said or alluded to that I have had a lot of experience in the past I did I was with a lot of people over the years I was sexually active from a very young age slut <laughs> well that's a good term now right I know. our I'm podcast talked about it I know I'm just saying <laughs> yes I was and I was fine with it all right from the time I started I was always fine with it and very in my own element. So pretty much anything that we're doing or that I'm seeing her do, I've already done. And it doesn't mean that that's a, that I couldn't repeat it. It's that getting to see her do it for the first time or in a new way or in a new style or with a new person, it's like I get to experience the firsts all over again. And that's yeah. a big part of the thrill for me. Well, with yeah. Holly and Michael, when we... we ended up having discussions with them at Hito last year and they introduced you to the term compersion. Oh yeah. That Cause we were at, a, we went to young swingers week at Hito last year. So, and they introduced that term and you were like, yes, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so that made a huge difference for you in, in understanding that you do get a lot of pleasure out of watching me have pleasure mm-hmm. and it's yeah. not separate. It is no. because for me, it's <laughs> if, if I was to go off separately with somebody it it would not be enjoyable. I would definitely have something that's missing. And the fact that she's there and accessible in yeah. that moment, whenever is what makes it great. And I think part of that is the safety because then I get to be sort of the touchstone and safety. And I think part of that is also the, the erotic part of it. There's the fact right. that you're also attracted to the female form, which yeah, is me. I, I, so. I, I totally love the fact that there is this, masculine energy and masculine body and then there's the soft feminine and I can switch back and forth in any moment that for me is is the best so Mm -hmm. if I was to be off by myself with just a guy it there wouldn't be that um the soft side (laughs) yeah and it sounds like what you've both figured out that works for you is like a very fluid dynamic but it it is kind of specific, right? And it, it works for you really well. And I think that, that probably, as you've alluded to, took some time to figure out, but it sounds like it's, it's going really well, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It I, is. I'm curious. Uh, so have you done something or have you experienced something that 
you learned that was like, wow, I wish I had known this 10 years ago or 20 yeah. years ago? Like, is there something that blew your socks off? Not that you were wearing socks in bed, but... <laughs> the stripy ones with yeah. the toes separated. <laughs> is there something that I didn't know... Or that you could have taught your... Yeah, that, that, you dis- that you discovered that you're like, wow, this is this is something I wish I had known a long time ago. Yes. That's the short answer. The longer answer <laughs> is... <laughs> well, have a good night. It was nice talking. Yeah, it was nice talking to you. Good night. Um, let's see how I should word this. I have a lot of stamina and having multiple men present in the room as tag team works when I'm in that mood, (laughs) because I know it's a lot of work for you guys. I've seen it. I've seen the sweating. I've had my <laughs> my, my Tory caddy with the towel wiping their brow <laughs> and the hips going, and they're like, "Oh man, I'm doing this. I can do, I can hang in there with you." And then, and I'm like, "I know it's a lot of work. Okay, so take a break and bring number two in." And um, that's been quite interesting. It doesn't happen very often, but, you know, when that moment um, is right, having two or three, four, mm-hmm. five, yeah, and I think guys <laughs> just around. Well, and I think the lesson that you would give to your younger self is that you are fine the way you are. The fact is you've always been a very sexual being. You've always been very full of energy and vitality, if you want to say, and you... I'm virile. (laughs) Virile. And you (laughs) suppressed it most of your life. You did the normal things that you're supposed to do. You met the guy when you were young and you got married and tried to pigeonhole it all into that one relationship. Yeah, it's a lot of work for one guy. (laughs) (laughs) Poor guy probably got prematurely gray trying to keep up with me. And... uh, and now it's it's a complete uh, different story because, as I said, I'm totally understanding that it is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some days, you know, you can say that it's working well and you can go for a long time. And other days it's like, okay, I'm done. I'm tapping out. And uh, I'm okay with that. But, you know, bring in number two. Yeah. But I think <laughs> part of it is the, what the dynamic we've created now is that anything that you suggest or anything that you're interested in, I'm like, okay. Yep. Let's do it. Yep. Yeah. Let's figure it out. Well, she's always the, the dreamer, uh, talk about it and I'm the logistics. So whatever she I know, says, I have to be careful about what I say because you will create it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, Hey, look what I have for you today. Like, I just oh, ordered say that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just I... ordered a package from an online store, a, a online sex toy store or whatever. And I didn't want to tell her what it was cause it's coming for Christmas. Um, and, um, <laughs> Are coming and 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 she's like, no, you got to tell me what's going on in here. I'm like, don't worry, it's stuff you've all mentioned. She's like, I don't even remember what I mentioned. It's a, it's yeah. a school bus full of men. <laughs> oh my gosh! So we will see. That's but yeah, that 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 would be the uh, the story I could add to that. Yeah, <laughs> to answer that question. 
I also wanted to touch on the topic of safety. You know, you mentioned like part of the safety for you both is having each other there. But how do you handle the conversation around safer sex and that uh, topic when playing with other people? Yeah, it's great because I know you guys touch on this on your interviews with most people, and I'm really glad that you do. Um, it's quite an interesting topic when you hear different podcasters talk about it and you hear different people when you're asking the question. Um, obviously, condoms for us are a must. It's mm-hmm. they're just the reality of it. Being in Canada, we're lucky with our health system is that we have clinics that are devoted to exactly testing. So we basically can walk in. Mind you, it's a long waiting list, but that's kind of like anything medical in Canada. You expect to wait. Yeah. Um, but it's free. free. I was going to say it's free at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, we get tested regularly. Paid with our taxes. Yeah. So, so yeah, we do the regular quarterly testing and all of that. And the one thing that was interesting about that that we discovered um, is that there are different levels of testing and a lot of people don't realize that. So yeah. when we had first gone to some of these testing, there's things like even throat swabs for if someone's offering oral or if they're like, they will ask you the questions about what types of sexual play that you do. And the answers to those are actually really important because they determine what tests they're going to do for you. And I think a lot of people get embarrassed about saying what they do, where it's honestly, it's just a health thing. or They're just a nurse. They're not there to judge you. It's just answer the questions. <laughs> right. And the so, soul's in there like, yeah, it was me and seven guys. And then my wife was. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the interesting thing was the last time we went, um, I was having a conversation with the nurse and she was asking the questions. And, and I don't know, I, I'm going to just guess because I, I tend to pick up on people's energy and and you know what's really going on inside I mean I can't say I'm 100% accurate but I kind of get a sense and and uh, so we're having conversation and uh, and the nurse was asking me questions and I could almost sense that she's like man you're having a good time <laughs> <laughs> she was she was a little younger than me but uh, uh, kids were about the same age, and she's been married probably the whole time that I would have been married had I not changed relationships. And so, you know, she was asking the questions just so she would know what testing to do, but she would say things like, you know, are these repeat um, partners or yeah. or one-night stands? And I said, well, mostly one-night stands. And she just had this look like, man. <laughs> It was still, you know, medically speaking, she needed to know. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's amazing though, that you're, you're both able to, to do that and, and have those conversations and yeah, it's exciting. And I I get excited about weird things. (laughs) No, it is. It's it's important. Um, Well, I think the the freedom that we have with each other um, now, and we hear people say it all the time, oh, we're in the lifestyle and we're so much closer to each other than we were before. But there's nothing that's held back or having to worry about not saying or just seeing somebody across the room and going, wow, look at that person. And, And being able to say that with your partner rather than, feeling weird that, you know, you find somebody attractive. Um, in the last uh, episode that we just put out, there was a, a moment I described about walking through a crowd of people and my eyes locked with this guy and his eyes locked with mine. And it was this mutual, we both had the same level of attraction and 
you know, I, I looked back and he looked back and we both were like, yeah, this, so we went and ended up talking to each other and to be able to do that in a relationship and have this be something that brings us closer together right. because we're both there mm-hmm. and having Tori see that and see how we, you know, I'm smiling and he's smiling and it's a good moment. Um, it's mm-hmm. great. Has, has yeah. that ever caused any jealousy to come up or have you largely been able to avoid that? I think the, for me, I don't, I don't relate to the word jealousy. The only time I would say that there's ever been any sort of kind of version of that would be what I hear sometimes people call more of an envy than a jealousy. It's that, okay, no, you know what? I would like to be in the middle of that, or I would like to be involved in there. So then I get myself involved in there. It's kind of that simple. Um, (laughs) I would like to touch that. (laughs) So then I ask permission and I join in wherever I want to be. So, um, so that's usually the only version in reverse. It's a little bit different. Um, soul has feelings that are a little bit different than mine. So we are somewhat cautious of that as I said, we always move at the pace of the slowest person. So if she's uncomfortable with something or feeling anxiety about something or not sure, um, if for instance, when we do seek someone with our online profiles, um, we are very clear on our profile that showing a preference for one of us doesn't work, um, because she's more sensitive to that. So if someone is specifically into the much curvier bodies, cause I've got more curves than she does, then that's probably not the best fit for us because then their attention will tend to want to be drawn towards me all of the time. And that's as opposed to her that has more of the athletic curves. So yeah, that's, so I think she just, you just sometimes just rubs you the wrong way if just because you're not as experienced with it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting a lot better at it. And uh, we had conversations recently where uh, it was just a turning point for me where you said, you know what, being in these situations has made me closer to you. And it's always, always about us. And that reassured me so that no matter what I saw or felt uncomfortable about, um, I just remember you saying that and then, you know, Mm -hmm. fell away. Plus, you know, having a few shots or something will make my brain stop making up stories. It's funny because we are so not, yeah, we're so not drinkers at all. But then, but yeah, as we're getting ready to go out for a party, we'll usually have like a couple fireball shots or something just because it just helps to get the brain to chill out. Yeah, Yeah. it does. It it does. There's that fine line of like taking away the anxiety, but not too much. Yeah, and, being know, drunk is not good. No, and 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 um, I'm a, I would say I'm a very discerning person. I and I very detail oriented, but that is not helpful in situations like these where I see everything and I don't need to do that. So being a little bit drunk is <laughs> helpful. So, and I'm always and I'm always the driver anyway, so I'm I'm no problem not drinking. So and I'm relaxed about everything anyway. So, so, so that is. Along those lines, have have either of you, and this wasn't on your pre-interview questionnaire, um, have either have, <laughs> have either of you had a a blooper moment, whether it was alcohol related or not, in the in all of your experiences, something that was interesting. You should say that, and 
alcohol related or not. Yeah, we'll talk about the alcohol. So with my little sweet, innocent bride here that um, <laughs> was only with one person really, well, two people, I guess, but one one male before me and then a short female relationship she didn't do much about. Um, she has not had much experience with many things that those of us delinquents in their teenage <laughs> years um, did lots of. Um, and so her first time getting drunk was actually on our honeymoon at Temptation Resort last year. This year. <laughs> well, this year. That was this year, 2018. Yes. Okay. Wow. Six months ago. Yeah. So that's the first time in her life that she was ever drunk to the point where you're staggering. The problem is, is when you're in the pool, you don't always know how the alcohol is affecting you until you try to get out of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew because I had probably a couple of tequila shots and I felt, oh, I'm, I'm good and, and I can handle more. So, you know, she brought two more tequila shots and I had other drinks that I had in between there. And I'm walking in the pool and then I turned to her and I went, everybody's starting to look really good. <laughs> I'm starting to lose my discretion. Please, you know what I like and don't like. Steer me the right Please way. Please <laughs> guide me in the right way. I'm just telling you now. Um, but the thing is, when I'm drunk. We've discovered. We've discovered I don't look or sound drunk. I just said to her, I'm losing discretion. That's all she knew. And so we're walking in the pool, and the next thing I know, I bumped into somebody no, that we you were, had talked to the night before, and <laughs> my hand went down his pants. <laughs> <laughs> it was consensual. <laughs> and I was like, I had, uh, yes. So next thing I knew, I was. We were in his room. In yeah. his room, <laughs> and there was his girlfriend, and I don't remember much. Yeah. But I, I again, did not know she was that drunk. Because she she didn't wasn't staggering yet. She wasn't slurring. She wasn't other than her saying, "I'm losing discretion." Which okay, fine. This is gonna be fun. Great. Um, <laughs> and I already knew she was interested in the guy, so that's not a problem. So it's yeah, that was interesting. And then when we finished in the room, that's when she realized it was the all whole, hitting her. The whole room flipped upside down, and uh, everything came out. And I was like, "Ooh, this is yeah, not that's not sexy. sexy at all." So I was. Uh, chaperoned. You made, it, you made it to the bathroom, though. Yes, and I, <laughs> and I was chaperoned. You on one side, the guy on the other side, and walking across the entire resort. You have to understand, this is at about five o'clock in the afternoon. Everyone had a night and I'm being held up by these two people. I'm obviously drunk from a distance. People can go, okay, she has had too much to drink. I could not see. <laughs> all I knew was I saw my feet and there's two people holding me up. Yeah. And the, all and the whole entire walk to our room, she's like, this is this so not sexy. So not sexy. This is so, I'm so sorry. This and me, is not sexy. And I'm me and so the guy are looking at each other. We're like, it's okay. We've all been there. And I look at him and I go, yeah, we were probably 15, but we've all been there. <laughs> and yeah, but I'm a trooper. I went to bed and I was up by midnight. And we were back on the dance floor, and I was, <laughs> that was a good night. But oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, never, like, I'm, I have a hard time even being near tequila right now. So, because, so yeah. lesson yeah. learned, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And the, the part that really struck me is that it's not that fun to be that drunk because I don't remember the what fun. happened. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember the fun. And what is the point of that? 
Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. my lesson. Well, that's a good lesson for everybody. Yeah. I was like, a, a couple drinks is nice to take the edge off, take the anxiety off, loosen up a little bit. But beyond that, it's, yeah, it, it ruins it's the ridiculous. Fun, right? It's yeah. a waste. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't remember agree anything. more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. So tequila well, makes your clothes fall off. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <country song>. <laughs> <laughs> and unless there's something major that you want to get off of your chests, um, would you want to maybe tell us a little more about your show? You've alluded to it a few times, and I alluded to it very early on. But Yeah, fill us in a little bit, just for anyone okay, that sure. doesn't know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, our show is, is called Torrid Souls. And as we said at the beginning of the interview, um, Soul mentioned that we were gifted the name because we were introducing ourselves as Tori and Soul. And someone at Desire Resort, the first time we were there, had mentioned that, wow, I've got a name for you guys because they were already telling us we should be a pod- we should be podcasters. And so Torrid Souls was invented. And so it was several months before we decided to actually take it seriously and go that route. But our podcast is in essence, a lot about our learning and adventures. The reason why we wanted to bring our voices to this world that has a lot of lifestyle podcasts now, especially in the last year is because we really see that the things that we do and the things that we learn help us to grow at new levels and so when we record, we're often recording in the car or in the bed the next morning or so. So some of our audio is not always the greatest, but it is the in the moment realizations. Uh, one of our episodes, we started picking apart the word slut and we were like, wow, it's actually a pretty good word. And so in doing these realization, realizations just kind of in the moment, we really feel that we can help other people in the same way. Uh, we do include some of our sexy stories, but we don't, we're not so much the play by play type people as yeah. much as we are talking about what happened and sort of what we learned about it and how it influenced us to get us, as you said, to where we are so clear at what we're looking for in this moment. It could change next month or next year as to what we're looking for then. But right now, what has brought us to this point? And right? our story based on the fact that. Um, there's often one partner that's not as experienced or relaxed about the situation. How to navigate that into having you both get into the lifestyle if that's what you want. Because that is a common story. Yeah. yeah, if one partner's enthusiastic and the other one's scared to death, how does that work? And they can see that because I definitely was like that. Um, and even within getting into the lifestyle and, and having a few experiences, stuff will come up. And we firmly believe it's about uncovering who you are. And in our intro, we're talking about opening your mind and your legs. And we (laughs) really believe that it's, you know, being okay with being a sexual person. And we all have different upbringing and backgrounds and have stories about how, you know, how that looks and, and judgment about it. And it starts with being okay with who you are. And I've discovered that you know, what am I okay with? And Tori said, are you really okay with that? Or is that what you were taught? And I have to think about that. And then I relax into it and try it. And and at the end of the day, we say, if nobody got hurt, it was okay. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's about just being okay with 
trying things. So we try to be transparent about the things that we try, try to be transparent about the fact of how we're freaking out about something or the thing, our own insecurities, um, without getting into the drama part of it, more getting into the, what we've learned from that. And that's the direction we kind of go. And I'm curious, I'm back, back on your own, not, not necessarily related to your show, but have you noticed since you started going down this road, roughly, seven years into your relationship, have you noticed a shift in your relationship? Yeah, huge. Um, the biggest shift is in the communication, which I know you hear that all the time. And anybody who's a newbie to the lifestyle is not going to believe it till they're there, but it's just, you, you can't not talk about stuff. There's like at the point that you're talking about, what your preferences are sexually or whether something worked for you or that didn't feel right, or we need to speak up more about that or not let that happen again. Or we need and a guy with a bigger dick or, <laughs> or, or whatever you might, I, I couldn't feel that at all. <laughs> or whatever you might happen to be discussing now, when it comes to finances or it comes to mundane, normal life stuff, it's like, it's not, how can you even stress about talking about the normal stuff? It's just, there's nothing that's restricting the conversations anymore. Right. And so well, the communication I mean, levels I, are huge. They're I, totally different. I joke different. about a guy with a bigger dick, but I'm, what I'm actually saying is being comfortable with realizing that you might want something different and being able to speak about that and not feel embarrassed. Yeah. That, yeah. In any aspect of your life. Yeah. You know, I, I like to joke, but I, I'm serious underneath all of it. And, and there is some method to my madness but it's about yeah (laughs) so it's just you know realizing oh you know so we were with this guy and and i noticed this and so now i'm gonna speak up and let's look for somebody else who has different attributes and see what that's like and just you know to be able to be free to to go from teeny weeny to oh my god that is huge <laughs> and just be okay with that and talk about it. It's, it's being open completely and we've, we've become closer and stronger and better. Mm-hmm. And we yeah, laugh and, a lot more. Oh, we laugh all the time. And <laughs> even our, our kids, it's funny because our kids don't totally get that we're in the lifestyle, they kind of know something's up. They've got, they're, they're big kids. They're not little anymore. Um, and they, well, the youngest actually came to us. Actually, we were in the kitchen one day and we said a friend was coming over the weekend, not lifestyle related, knows nothing about life. So just a friend. And she lives out of town. So she's coming to spend the weekend and she spent the weekend before. So we're just saying, okay, well, one of you has got to give up your bedroom. And so she can stay in that. We don't actually have a spare bedroom. So they just end up having to double up. And, so, and he's cooking on the stove he's and scrambling eggs, scrambling eggs or whatever. Skip a beat. And he's like, are you, are you guys, guys swingers? <laughs> Kept stirring the eggs. And we're like, we looked at each other. Now, this was a while back. So we were, we were not prepared for this at all. And, and how but old was he? 16, he, at 15? At the time, he was probably about 14 or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 14, 15, something so like that. So we, we looked at each other. He, his back was to us. So we looked at each other and we're like pause, pause, pause. So I went, what does that mean to you? And he said, oh, it's just, um, his answer was great. He he said, oh, it's just, uh, sexually adventurous people. And we're like, 
holy oh. crap, this kid's good. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, oh, that's interesting. And he kept scrambling the eggs. And we didn't that was say. kind of the end that of the conversation. The end of the conversation. But um, we've that, had conversations since. We actually gathered them. We realized we were doing them a disservice not having conversations that included relationships that were outside of the norm of whatever you want to call the norm. Yeah. We weren't admitting anything. We were just saying that we're now aware of things. And when, as parents, it is our duty, we think is to educate, is to educate you on what we now know. And we didn't know before. So now we've met people in poly relationships and we describe what that was like. And we've met people who are bisexual and people who, you know, whatever. And so as we were describing this to them, well, the same child, who's the youngest of the three, by the way, the same child almost takes over the conversation. We're like sitting at a breakfast restaurant and he takes over the conversation. He's like, yes, and this and this and this. And, and there's this. romantic relationships and there's sexual relationships. And, you know, not all relationships that are sexual are romantic and not all ones that are romantic are sexual. And he did your job like, for you. And I was yeah, like, he did listen everything. to him. We're all like, yeah, talk, listen to him. <laughs> so... It's, it's kind of cool because uh, having them be so open, our our main thing was that we whether they were going to choose that for themselves or whether we are in that situation or not is irrelevant. What is more important is the fact that they should know about it so that if they do come across it, they don't go, oh, that's weird. They right. just go, oh, yeah, okay, that's cool. Right. It's not for me, but, that, you know, my friend's in a poly relationship or they or open whatever. themselves to the idea if or that is for them. If Yeah, to, to not know, and and uh, that was where we thought the disservice was because, you know, to go through life and be 20, Because they're 30, sitting 40. here seeing us as being this wonderfully connected, amazing, laughing couple, because as you said, as this question started, is what has changed? We are so much better today than we were when we met. We are happy. We smile. We laugh constantly. We're we always, travel a lot. We, <laughs> yeah, we travel a lot. And we... <laughs> we poke fun at each other. We don't take it seriously. We don't get offended. We just, it's just such a relaxed, amazing relationship. And they've seen the progression. They heard the fights. They heard the slamming doors. They know where we were power 10 years ago. <laughs> so, so for them to see this and to not know that, oh, gee, there's other alternatives of reasons why this might be changed. Um, so that's where we started to open the door. So we, we're pretty sure they figured it out. And they now know, based on our relatively recent conversation with them, that the door's open for questions. If they want to come talk to us about it, they can come talk. If they want to know, two of the kids are in primary relationships now. Um, and they are having some struggles getting past the sort of beginner the honeymoon the beginner stage. honeymoon type stage into the uh, power Reality. struggle and so they know they can come talk to us and we've dropped the hint that maybe they are not necessarily supposed to be just one-on-one -on -one. Yeah, and they've right. kind of considered that <laughs> so and just to for let, letting them know that you know two people in a relationship, they're going to be two different people and they're going to have different wants and needs. And to be able to discuss that and understand that um, it's about honoring each other and wanting the best for the other person. Sometimes that means it doesn't feel so good for you because it's not what you want, but it's about wanting the best for the other person and what that looks like. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's evolved. We've become more confident in feeling comfortable with different terms and different scenarios. And 
you know, we feel like these sex therapists now <laughs> where you can come and you can say anything yeah. to us. And we're like, yep, okay. So we've probably experienced that or come across somebody who has, and, you know, we can find it the answer, even if we don't know it ourselves. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's, we, we feel more, uh, more equipped as a, a parent and a partner. <laughs> yep. no, I th- yeah. I think that's amazing. And, and if you're okay, we maybe leave it there. Cause I think that's a really good place. I was just going to say that. Yeah. However, yeah. I, I have yeah. one, one, another question. Well, then we're not really leaving it there. No, no, no. This one won't last long. <laughs> is, is, is poutine a good pre party food? Ooh. <laughs> Pre-party food? I thought what kind of party? You know what kind of party. I thought you were going to ask, is Jay the sexiest man alive? (laughs) Everybody wants to know that. He he, he asks it everywhere he can. Everywhere he can. Um, (laughs) Poutine. Well, I suppose not every Canadian loves it. Well, mind you, you were born here, so you don't count, I guess. Gravy, soggy fries. I love poutine. I love poutine. Cheese I and love it. And gravy. She and can't stand it. Squishy <laughs> fries. Doesn't that sound like I'm in love with that? So for people who don't know, it's based, it's French fries, right, with a gravy on top. And well, cheese, first you and have cheese. to put the cheese curds. You put cheese curds on top, so there's a specific type of cheese, and then you pour gravy over the entire thing, and then but, the curds melt, and so it's kind of. But the, the, this is what I've found. The fries are not like, I don't know, the crunchy, salty fries. Depends where you get it. Yeah. But it's usually the, the fat, mushy, <laughs> squishy fries that you have to eat with a little wooden two-pronged fork. Yeah. So it's so it's a yes for Tori and a no for Saul. Well, I still don't know that I'd be going and filling my stomach and being that bloated before Ooh. I'm going to try to go out and be sexy. So. No. Um, no. Do it, do it after, on the way home. So that's yeah, a, that's a good, like... Key takeaway post, from tonight's episode. Post-party snack. <laughs> there you go, post. <laughs> it's to fill, fill yourself back up with calories, yeah. yeah. If you learned right anything tonight, it's when to eat poutine. <laughs> and what poutine is, if you didn't already know. <laughs> important stuff. All right, well, Everything else was all made up. Poutine right. important stuff. That's right. <laughs> Everything was building to this question. So, so exactly, thank you I for, can understand. I sense that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for, uh, yeah, indulging, your indulging question. my question, and for everything else tonight. Yeah, really thank you so much it. for your time. It's been really fun talking to both of you. Oh well, thank you guys. You guys are hilarious, by the way. It's been such a pleasure to watch your transformation over the from their first episode to as they keep going. We get to hear more and more of your your two personalities, and you got. I just love it. I just Aww. I'm chuckling all the time. I love your guys. Like well, thank you, you think of just being the interviewers. You think that okay, fine. It's all about the guests, but it's so not. You guys really make the show. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. And, yeah, and thank you. So yeah. You're welcome. And it didn't matter how many times we practiced our answers. Um, you asked different things, and it went a completely different direction. <laughs> and it, it's awesome because I was like, wow, I learned a lot about myself today. And, Yay! And That's fine. You'll be getting an invoice for, <laughs> for this hour. <laughs> I should have been lying down when this was happening. <laughs> All right. Well, you two have a wonderful Canadian evening, and we will have a wonderful Chilean evening. Yes. And we will be in touch and talk soon. Okay. Sounds great. Awesome. Thank Thanks you. So much.
Thank you. Yeah, we back. Yes, I'm back again. Thank you, Tori and Sol, for, again, for your patience and for creating your show. We were super happy to to promote it and yes, get and I, your names out there. Exactly. Not, maybe they're out there more than ours. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> and I think a lot of people will benefit from listening to their show, too. So please go check that out. Real quick, as we didn't mention at the top of the show, we have two quick resources, neither of which are affiliated with our show in any way they don't we don't get any kickbacks from them but the first is uh my one condoms.com there's again there's links in the show notes but it's custom fit condoms yeah and you can go and get a 10 percent discount by using the code emma at checkout yep again not affiliated with us but they were willing to give us 10 percent off so go check them out and yeah give us some feedback on that mm-hmm. the other one is not, New one. Again, not affiliated with us, but it's just it's something that we wanted to throw at you because we, we talked a little bit about the how to save some money or manage your money at the top of the show. This one is a how to save literally buckets of money. On airfare. On airfare. So it's a website called Scott's Cheap Flights. Again, not affiliated with our show in any way other than we use it. We're premium members. It's literally, I just checked, $39 a year. And they, they basically send you like... 20 emails a day of (laughs) flight deals and you basically pick like where your favorite airports are and where you might want to go and they just send you notifications of like sometimes it's mistake fares where it's like $500 off a flight or we've been seeing lots of stuff like flying from the Midwest to Sydney, Australia for like $600 a person which if you've ever looked into those flights they're usually like $1,400 a person so Give, give them a try. It's Again, it's just a way to get you cheaper airfare. They fly to Cancun. They fly all over. It's, it's just, yeah, it's an awesome service. So go check them out. Yeah. And check us out next week. Is episode 50. The big, the big five zero. We have some awesome guests, Rachel and Tatum. Yeah, they are two young women who are starting their journey and exploring sort of what non-monogamy is going to be for them. And it's actually a really, it's a really fascinating sort of, they almost just talk through it on our show. Yeah. Which is super cool. So we had two uh, women this week and we got two women next week. So go women. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's awesome. And we're super excited. So we will see everybody in a week and go have a good Thursday, Friday, Saturday. (laughs) Bye, everyone. I'm going to cut them off. Let's go. (laughs) 